I'm Lauren. And I'm Annie. And welcome, welcome to, to Barf Barf. Barf. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> today on Barf Barf, a review. 2018. Was it a terrible year? Was it a terrible year? <laughs> <laughs> That's when I'm supposed to offer something contrasting, but... No. No. Although it wasn't a terrible year. It wasn't altogether terrible. We had a lot of fun. We but, had a lot of really hard spots. But for the amount of time put in to the reward taken True. out, we got fucked. <laughs> this is going to be good. This is going to be real. I'm already excited yeah, about this. It's going to be juicy. If, uh, it was a, if it was an easy um, winningest year, what would be the fun in talking about that? What would we have learned? Yeah. Nothing, and it would have been lots of fun to talk about. Yeah, well, maybe. I don't know. Those people at the front, they're lonely. We know about them. <laughs> wow, we almost did a full-blown old-fashioned spit take. Yeah. All right. <laughs> just, just because of the earnest look on your face when you said the people at the front are lonely. I mean, yeah. yeah. They're lonely for 26 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> true. And then they go home with a giant silver plate or something. Whatever shit. it is. I don't even know because... We don't know because we've never seen it. We haven't... Neither one of us has won anything since 2017. Yeah. Wow. What a couple of miserable sad sacks we are. Let's... Not true. Okay. Re- let's like scrub our palates. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Take a scrub of wine. You know. Wine. Cleanse it. Cleanse. Oh. Cleanse the palate. Mm-hmm. Okay. 2018 in review. For reals. Uh, you want to do this chronologically? I would, I would rather. Okay. We began our year with a veritable bitch ton of orienteering. Which was great. It was so fun. We did it almost every weekend. I've been missing it a, a lot already. Me too. Although, in, in thinking about this, were we doing orienteering this time in 2017? We were. Were we? I thought we were. We were. We, were. we went hard in the paint on orienteering last winter. Um, we did a couple orienteering series. We did a lot yeah. of either... Snow, frozen ground, or wet mud. And we did it... We did a lot of miserable weather orienteering. We did. And we had fun every time. And to be clear, we would be doing it every weekend right now, too, if it worked out from an injury training perspective. Yeah. Because, man, we love love us some orienteering Cincinnati action. We love us some orienteering Louisville action. So I miss the OSIN people. Um, So, yeah, Greg, I... We were, you're in our thoughts. You are in our hearts. We we think about it. Your thoughts offer and often prayers. to come on the podcast. We have not forgot about orienteering. T&P, up to you. I feel like I'm just not worthy of orienteering yeah. right now. No, that's not true. No, it's not. But I miss, I miss that component a lot. So hopefully we get an opportunity to get back into that in Hell January yeah. of this next year. Hell yeah. Because yeah, I get those email updates about the winter series going on right now. And I'm like, that could be yeah. me, but I'm playing. Yeah, we had some... Not we had some mildly successful orienteering races, but I think one of our least successful ever was frigid, <laughs> because we had the map scale wrong. We, the had, whole time. we were counting the wrong paces, and then we ended up in like you know when you're in a video game and you walk out of the land that you're supposed to be doing your adventure in, <laughs> yeah. and you kind of just keep like running into an invisible wall where only beyond that is sand. Or it's just a void. It's yeah. just like the void. We yeah. got there. 
several times uh-huh. when you're just like Mario, like in someone, and there's like a toad in a cloud, like with a flag, like not the yes. land, or like not a, the land, or an old person trying to learn how to play a, a first-person shooter for the first time, where they just keep shooting Ru- their teammates or running right into a wall. Yep. That's what we did at yep. Frigid, or just <laughs> squatting down over and over, like or just like this high jump, yeah, in Mortal Kombat, just repeatedly doing a high kick over and over again at no one. So we did not high kick our way to a Frigid one. No. But it was fun. It was fun. And it was a... So, so yeah, to back up, that's what we started this year with as far as actual events was mm-hmm. doing the Frigid Rogaine, which was... It was like four hours? Six hours? Six, I would say. I don't know. It was, that's the three 360 events, right? Yeah, They're 361 pre- degrees. 361 degrees events. And mo- predominantly they do adventure races. This is their one orienteering event. Uh, or not... All adventure racing requires orienteering, but this is the one rogue game. Um, and if you remember, so it's in, and yes, we live in the Midwest, and even as people who live in the Midwest, I feel like any event that's like in Indiana somewhere may as well be Illinois or we Northern Missouri. We don't ever know. Either... We live so close to both of those states, and we don't ever know. <laughs> no. Like, and I should. I didn't know where Tunnel Hill was for the entire month. Oh, I think it was up. in Brown County, which is in Southern Indiana. I told people I was racing in Illinois every time someone asked me. I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know either. It's terrible. Also, anyway. also the irony of talking about not knowing where orientation <laughs> <laughs> is not lost on us. No, it's not great. Yeah. Anyways. So yeah. So, so yeah. So it did frigid, and if you remember, that was during that spell that it was very, very fucking cold outside. It was. We. I was wearing. Three layers of pants. I think it was in I wore single snow pants. I wore snow pants to that race, and I'm really glad I did. Yeah, it was very. That's pro- that has to be the coldest weather I've ever been. Yeah, racing exercising in. Yeah, and I remember we didn't do much running, but we had to run back maybe the final three k. Yeah. And I remember what a weird feeling it was because I was wearing bell bottom snow pants, and it was yes. just like whoosh, 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 whoosh. Like, com- I was useless. Yeah, that was a weird one. It that was. was fun. It was fun. And then in February, we did a little race. Not a race so much. We did an event in North Carolina. That and we did a whole episode on this. So you, if yeah. you want more, you so know, if you want to know it. what that means, we did a, an event shrouded in mystery in the woods in North Carolina, mm-hmm. which was, uh, I would call it very hard. Yes. So it is a... Uh, an event modeled after the Barkley and in the way that, you know, you're off trail or, you know, have to follow written directions. And it's put on by the delightful Chris Geekis, which I have to say is one of our favorite running people. And he has his orienteering club yes, he in does. Uh, Asheville, North Carolina. I think it's Western North Carolina. You should check uh, that out on Facebook. Club. Yeah. I... His his orienteering club events alone make God, me want to live in that too. area. So Every time I see if you are a person who lives, I would say within an eight hour drive of go there. there. Oh shit, we live in eight hour. Yeah. within a, t- a four hour yeah. drive of Chris Geekus's orienteering events. You need to be going to them. He puts on awesome. really creative orienteering events on a regular basis, and it just. They look awesome. So we got to participate in one of his events in February, and it was a blast. And we really got to test our mental mettle. So it was me, Lauren, and Morgan that did the event together. And it was fun because we had spent the winter doing a lot of orienteering stuff, so Mm -hmm. there was a lot Mm -hmm. more confidence going into that. It's also a lot of really steep climbs. 
And I thought I was having a heart attack. And I had spent a lot of 2017 not being so angry at climbing because I was like, you know, there's there's how you feel about the thing and, and then there's how you feel about, about how, how you, you feel, feel about the thing. So climbing can be hard without it making you mad. True. This can get a little abstract, but I I recognized that I was making these really steep climbs worse for myself mm-hmm. because they were making me mad because I wished I wanted to be better at that. I never knew that about you until this year. Yes. So funny. Yeah. So that was like a thing that I dreaded because it's not a strength for me. Um, or at least it doesn't feel like it is. Mm-hmm. And so Shope was really the pinnacle of... Oh, the pinnacle. The pinnacle huh. of feeling like, hey, I've switched this... I've switched this switch in my brain to just be like, this is a hard climb. Mm-hmm. And I have to do it. I was totally and in the mindset okay. for that. And then I got chest pains and my left arm started hurting. And I was like, oh... I might be having a heart attack. I know this sounds crazy, and I'm sure we've talked about, about this before. I hold by that it was altitude sickness. Oh, yeah, but you actually did. Ha- I know you remember. We said this on a podcast before, but you said you did have a moment where you were, like, teetering between I need to get you to safety mm-hmm. and you need to fucking buck up and tough up. But I, I was really worried. I mean, eventually it just all went away, which right. is insane. Thanks a lot, weird body. Oh, it's just the first 16 hours that made you uncomfortable. Beyond that, you were totally fine. fine. Oh, that's what you needed? You needed a 16-hour warm-up? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. God damn it. The Bodies things you can so learn about weird. yourself. Bodies are so weird. Anyway, that was fun. It was it was a blast. And just get, getting to be part of that group. And again, um, I'm going to just keep plugging Chris Geekus and his orienteering events because he started to do more through his business, uh, Northline Navigation, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. I think I've got that right. Um, and he now does uh, orienteering for like schools and like uh, team building and stuff. It's, it's really, really cool. Um, so shortly after that event, uh, Annie abandoned everyone that she loved in the Midwest. I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so went and was in Oregon for five weeks. No one remembered you or cared that you were gone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it was, uh, me and my family were in Oregon for six weeks, four to six weeks. Oh yeah. Six full blown weeks. I FaceTimed you sometimes. Yep. Yeah. While I was crying in an altar to you. God <laughs> damn it. While I was like holding up a cardboard cutout of you. I some of my clothes to smell. Don't be weird. A cardboard cutout dressed in your real clothes sitting at Starbucks like, ha 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 ha, we're having such a good time. <laughs> Tell that joke again, Annie. Would you like another flat white? Ha ha ha. Oh. But yes, I was in Oregon uh, and got to do some really fun running out there and, uh, yeah, got spoiled by the trails being no having surprise. having different trails of every flavor, uh, within a short distance from where you live. Which that's the thing I still struggle with being in Columbus. We have shit. I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, we, we do. Shit. I mean, the, to get to I'll, what I would say is a real trail, something that you know you an can hour. Get, it, yeah, it's an hour, and that that's rough because Andy and I have this discussion a lot. Like. If you go run and have a long run that's six hours and you're driving an hour away, that makes that six hour run an eight hour run. So, you know, 
Those are things you think about. It's a long day, yeah. On the, on the flip side, I, will, I would say I would not be nearly the runner that I am today if I had not, quote-unquote, grown up running the technical trails of mm. Ohio. Yeah. There are skills that I would not have if I lived in Oregon and ran on nothing but buttery Pacific Northwest trails. Yeah. I mean, I did P2 yesterday, and I must have rolled my ankle like 16 times until I screamed cuss words and was just like, oh... I remember this. Yes. This is why I don't do this anymore. Like, lately I so rarely trail run because, like you said, in order to get a trail, I've got to go an hour away and I'm still in the fun zone and two hours of driving is not in my fun zone. Yeah. At all. Unless there's ice cream in which, yes. (sighs) I just want this solution to just pop for that. Anyways. Anyways. Um... There so after I had abandoned all my uh, all my loved ones, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we came back and I'm trying to think of what was like our our reuniting event. Did we did we get home like right before your birthday? I don't think so. No, my birthday's at the end of May. I know, but we were gone like uh, March yes. April. Yes, you did because I was worried that you weren't going to be here for my actual birthday. Yes. I don't know. I'm making it up. I don't know. I don't know how time works. No, nor me. So, we'll just go No, actually, before my birthday was 024. 024. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, both both Annie's husband. Yes, because Andy had done his test run in Oregon, where he had done, like, 50 miles on on a one-mile loop. Yes. I trained uh, ye old titties off for that race, and had... That explains why you have no tits left. I know. I don't miss them. I had two very long, successful, not very long, moderately long, successful. Not very long. Not very successful. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, ass. No, but successful. Yes, yes. Uh, I had like a 50K and a 45-mile run that I both did both of at 11-minute miles with the hill. At Shale Hollow? At Shale Hollow. And so I thought, I am invincible. Note to listeners, if you are running 024, you want to have a one-mile loop that mimics the conditions without driving to Chapin Forest Reservation... Highly recommend Shale Hollow. True. It is a one-mile walking path loop that is in Worthington. Uh, Way, 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 way north of there. Past Powell. Delaware? Would you say Delaware? Almost Delaware, yeah. It's way north. It's like five miles north of High Banks on 23. Yes. So I spent a lot of time there, got to OG4, ran too fast, cooked my brain, and gave up. That is... Uh, Oh, yep. No, you cooking your brain is not what did you win. It's not? No. You bought a house. No, I legitimately, now that I've had a whole year to think about it, uh, I legitimately think that heat. Really? Yeah, I really think that heat is what, I went too fast in the heat. Yeah, but then you like, because you, we, you quickly recognized that's what it was. Because you came up to like, not quickly. I did 11 miles two minutes per mile faster than I should have because my watch wasn't working. Mm, So I legitimately think I I could not recover from 11 fast miles. As a person who is easily cooked by the heat, I do not disregard that statement at all. And then I just got more and more apathetic due to my discomfort. And then I ate a sack of Swenson's in a a no-gravity chair. And I have no regrets. And that was a rough outrun for everybody. Uh... That was like your dad went the farthest. Yeah, shit. The it was it was like life lessons one hundred and one 
at OutRun24. Ben Isles did great. Yes, Ben Isles did great. I feel personally responsible for all of his success. Mm. So, good. good job making me look good, Ben. I got you there. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, I, I didn't have any... Re- that's like the least regret... I think I've ever had at a DNF, mo- partially also because there's no such thing as a DNF at 024. Right. So I got my hundred, my third hundred K medal and went home. I sat down. And I feel like the sense of foreboding from the results of that event would continue on for the rest of the year. Perhaps. A taste of what was to come. Perhaps. However, However. before the sadness ensued for all of us. Hilarity ensued Hilarity again. ensued when we went to a 90 degree... 90% humidity day. Oh, God, it was that hot. Loudonville, I forgot about Ohio. That. On the blackest blacktop pavement parking lot. 89 with a 79% humidity. Whew. And we raced the Mohican 50 miler. Which oh, you don't just get to skip over the beer mile that fast. We ran the beer mile in gold shorts and purple metallic shorts. Pink fro was in full effect. I wish we could do that. We drank a beer to warm up before doing the beer mile. That was the right choice. You did. I did not. I don't believe in that. And you won. I warmed up on an indoor treadmill. (laughs) And you won. And I won. And you got second place, didn't you? I got second place. (laughs) You don't even know what happened. I was between... Between how much birthdays and beer miles get me amped up, I was just like, <laughs> Someday Katsu will edit the video of that day and we will see it as, as soon as cyclocross stops being the most important thing in his life. So never. Nobody gets to see that video <sighs> ever. But anyway. it, was, it was a good beer mile. And only, is this our, I would say, only our second official actual beer mile? Because all of our other ones have been informal. Like a third. I would consider half-hearted a formal beer mile when someone else hosts it was it out of solo cups oh so it's not regulation this is our second yeah this is our second regulation beer mile. Yes. but our fifth fourth fifth we let's take the time to count okay the first beer mile ever was at hoof hearted that was the first one ever yep yeah and then we did the mohican back- birthday house one backyard birthday house which was had uh, 25 feet of gain per loop. <sighs> and wow. we were in costumes. And it was snowing. And it was snowing. It was, that had to have been the most beautiful beer mile. It was. It was I, beautiful. I gave it everything yes. and it lost to Zach Healy. No, no. Andy crushed everybody, remember? I, I know. Yes. But Zach Healy also beat yes. me in a Peter Pan costume and I was giving it my all. Okay. Then we did the Roush Honda or wherever the fuck yes. that was. Which was real tarmac one. Yep. Where I I projectile vomited and lost to a bunch of you got you placed, didn't you? You beat me. You got second or third at the Roush Honda yeah. one. Because I, I vomited everywhere. And then the one we did for my birthday, the Broke Bands. Are are we missing a whole beer mile? I, I mean, don't think so. I don't think so either. Still, four is too many for most people. And we'll keep doing them, even though every time we do one, we're like, this is a bad idea. And then we're doing it, we're like, this is still a bad idea. I mean, I've got to say there is, there are few times that I feel more elated than when I drink four beers in ten minutes. (laughs) It's such like, you know what, it's almost like a shortcut 
to the pain, epiphany, euphoria that happens at the end of an ultra. That's like, very you similar. You just get to like speed, speed through yeah. all this stuff without all of the like the slow burn to yeah. get there. Instead, you just slam yourself into a wall and you get the sense of yeah. euphoria like right away. Yeah, it's like the it's the last mile and a half of a hundred mile race. And you really in do, a mile. You get to expo- so like for me, like a main driver for ultras is like I really want to be able to say that I spent it all. And to like do more than I've ever thought possible. All that happens in a beer mile. Oh, it, Every time it I does. do a beer mile, I'm like, I didn't think that was possible. I have done more than I ever thought. Uh, I was really, I, I'm, I think I'm, um, I would say that's my second best performance of the year. It is. Yeah. It legitimately is. Yep. I would say <laughs> that's my second best race of this year. No, that's not true because I blasted at Turkey Trot. Nope, it's still better than Turkey Trot. My second place favorite and best performance of the year was the Broke Man's Beer Mile. Woohoo! All right. All right, moving on. Moving on. Oh, 50, Mohican. We kind of glanced over that. So we both forgot about this when thinking about what we did this last year, but we did the Mohican 50 Miler. Because it was, kind of went in like the slush pile of funsies. Yes, and it was a training run for me for Angela's Crest. Right. It was also the first time we had run for a long period of time together, together yeah. in months and months because we did orienteering well over a year I would say we didn't run 50 miles together for well over a year there's no possible way I don't remember 2017 so I don't either but I'm I'm betting all my money on we didn't. actually I bet you're right because oh Pin- uh not Pinotti um uh the Pitchell. races Pitchell. It was probably the longest we'd run together since Pitchell. True. And Pitchell doesn't really count because I didn't want my brain and my leg was broken. To die. Oh, your leg was broken and I had taken a pound of crystal meth. Yeah. So neither one of us were really there. <laughs> good times. All right. Isn't running fun and it, good for you? No. It's fun and good for no. you. No. Um, good for you. No. So we had more fun than anybody else at Mohican, but we also probably yes. went slower than almost everybody else. Yes, but we it was a it was another pretty steamy day, and we stayed really like on target for my heart rate zone perspective, and just really kept it even keel like all mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Did we say we need, did a negative split or an even split? Even. I feel like we may have done a negative. Anyways, distinctively possible. We definitely did not do a positive split. No. Um, and just didn't have a horrible time. Neither one of us went into like the pain cave. Like we really just were kind of hanging out as we moved our bodies through space for fifty miles. I didn't go to the pain cave until Annie decided she wanted to drop everyone else on the road in the last mile. That was great. The playlist was on point. It was great. Lauren and I were just like cruising and like. We were passing people that had passed us way earlier in the day. Who were maybe doing the hundreds, so maybe we're giant douchebags. Who knows? No, fuck everybody. Fuck everybody. <laughs> Don't stop us Also, now. we had a few key awesome moments during that race, including when you were like, I just want like a slushie to fall through the sky, oh. and then the next aid station had a slushie. It and was I was just like, I'm in the mood for an IPA, and someone was like, oh, I've got a growler of local IPA, and I was like... Or our, or the fact that our campsite happened to be, like, on the loop, so in between the first oh, and yeah. second loop for the 50-miler, we just got to sit by our car next to our cooler... In a pile of ice and the, just drink, on the ground. drink rock, ice-cold Rockstar and eat chocolate-covered date balls, mm. and just... It was heaven. It was heaven. It was heaven. Giant, like, frozen washcloths. Ugh. Ugh. 
So fresh, fresh, so good. Fresh cloth. <laughs> fresh, <laughs> fresh cloth is particularly grody. Wow. Uh, it was gr- it was great. It was also the most I've ever eaten in a race ever. And I just oh, felt yeah. like I turned on a switch that yeah. I was like, I And can't. you hadn't had any GI issues. You weren't like pooping your brains out or puking. <laughs> and like, uh, you must have had been having like a particularly long run of that. Because at, um, at Shope, you were really concentrated on nutrition. Because mm-hmm. you were like mm-hmm. dialing in on uh, like tailwind and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I just remember after Mohican, like it was... A miracle. It was that you had eaten that much. <laughs> Please and don't felt good. describe me like that any other time. Don't be like, "Hey, would you like to go on a blind date with my friend Lauren?" She definitely won't shit her brains out or puke everywhere. I would never say that because it's never a definite. It's not a guarantee. It's not a <laughs> you guarantee. You know, a friend you said wouldn't shit everywhere. She did. <laughs> you lie. Take this, Lauren, back. Um. Uh, and then we continued to have fun after doing oh, We had a really fun summer. We did have a fun summer. I, maybe that's what we need to take away from this year. Uh, so we did a bike ride out to Yellow Springs, Ohio from Columbus for 4th of July weekend. And it's like stopped and had donuts oh, and just... Fudge. Cold was, Gatorades. It was great. And uh, again, there are... My favorite things are being outside. Mm-hmm. Being active mm-hmm. and drinking while being active and outside. This the, is this, this is, is a trifecta for me. It's is really... drinking while being active outside because I feel like this is good for me. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> good for it my soul. Like. Mm-hmm. It's good for my body. Yeah, like those uh, pedal taverns you see downtown yeah. that are like those big group pedal things. Drinking while being active outside. Yeah. Perfect. It's the zone. It's so the zone ride, for me, too. So riding our bikes out to Yellow Springs while stopping to eat donuts and, and drink, drinking baby Corona on the bike oh. path, which I'm sure is not allowed or whatever, but Sorry. Man, drinking a cold baby Corona. Mm. Didn't we even have lime? Didn't you bring yeah. limes? Oh, yeah. It was... And we managed oh. to both knock the bottle caps off on the side posts of the bike path, listened to Childish Gambino the whole way, got into town, played board games, got a little shitty ate our own pints of ice cream, fell asleep, and went back. And then rode our bikes back, like, an hour quicker than it took us to get out there. Yeah, because we just weren't farting around. Yeah. And then you went right from the bike ride to watching the... To watching the doodah parade, then to another party. In the same clothes without showering. I... I Whoa. am not a person that... Real, person, a person that cares <laughs> much about bathing... Yep, that's right. Yeah. This is a podcast. I don't have to smell good for you people. No, no. It doesn't matter if I don't have good hygiene. I remember the shower after biking back from Yellow Springs uh, being the most satisfying. Because there was like I had chunks of yeah, yes. asphalt up I've my never legs. had that as not being a cyclist person. Yeah. I, like, I also got to um, rent a bike from mm. uh, Paradise Garage, which mm-hmm. I would highly recommend. Like... If it was a, a super good deal. If you're a runner and let's say you get injured or you just want to do something something different as like an adventure, rent a bike from PG. It they was amazing yeah. because as a person who is not uh, a strong cyclist, having a bike that is not an obstacle because it's mm-hmm. really easy to pedal and has all the bells and whistles, like mm-hmm. quite literally, and it's comfortable and the right size and everything, mm-hmm. made it so much fun. Yeah. And... But anyways, so taking that shower was, like, the best thing ever. So I can't imagine spending... Two more parties directly following that with blood running down my leg from getting a shark bite from my chain ring. That's right. Oh, I was a grimy... I was, like, a 
like a hitchhiker. Like that's what it looked like. That's how bad I smell. Oh, and we had our beautiful tassels off our handlebars. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was it was great. That was magical time for me. I had an amazing time. Yeah, that was a really good time. And uh, then, and then I was into business mode after that for Angela's Crest One Hundred, which begins the Trail of Tears. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, AC, I. I learned like all of this stuff for me, which is like things like don't take for granted that you can do a hundred miles just because you've done it before. Like mm. how many people say respect the distance? Turns out that's true. Things yeah. become uh, an old adage because yeah. there is some they're real. Yeah, <laughs> there is some value to them. Um, so not taking for granted that I have to be like fired up about a race that's a hundred miles in order to do like to want to do it. Like yeah. I can't just kind of want to do it. Also, just not taking for granted that you need to do your homework. Like, I'm a person that usually knows an entire course, the yeah. elevation game, where everything. all the aid stations are, everything. And it was really telling for me to be doing the event and be like, I don't really know how many miles are between aid stations. And, like, uh, not recognizing or putting two and two together that AC is a race that you kind of have to haul ass for and be prepared for the altitude for and Oof. to be ready for a bad a, combo. a lot of for a lot of gain and like if I would have just been paying attention I think my headspace could have been in the right place to mm -hmm. do better at that race but mm -hmm. like I didn't do any heat acclimation before it and it's a hot race we went out like we went out in that window of time that you're not supposed to do with races that are at altitude which is like if you're doing a race that goes above 10,000 feet or is going higher altitude than you're used to, you should either go out like two weeks before or like the day before. Because if you go out a couple days before, it's like your body adjusts enough that it Ooh. feels gross, yep. but not yep. enough that it actually gets you back to normal. Mm -hmm. um, and like I had done, I'm always doing Kirby and doing like cardio that's like climbing, but I was not like climbing my face off. So it was like this perfect trifecta of all these things that I was okay at or had experience with individual factors at races, but not a race that was both hot and hot, lots of climbing and parts of it at altitude. That's a sick combo. Yes. So that was a real kick in the face. Mm -hmm. I went 37 miles and could not do another and, mile and missed a cutoff. And puked my brains out as soon as I said I, totally I was done. I totally forgot about that part. Wow. Very unlang. Yes. And then Andy went on uh, to the 50-mile mark, and then he missed the cutoff as well. And we both just kind of were, like, shell-shocked. Yeah, what the fuck like, happened and there? And it really felt like, oh, this was a hard thing for the mm -hmm. langs. Mm -hmm. Like, Yeah. Because we haven't... I've been really lucky to be pretty successful at ultras that I've done. And this was the first time that it was like, no. I can't. I can't. No, you don't get to like, and it, I don't coast. Like, I, I feel confident in saying I've worked for yeah. what my successes been yeah. in the past. But it was like, you cannot take for granted that if you decide to do a race that you will finish it. Like, you have to have some fire and passion and desire to want to do it. But now I'm hoping you also have the perspective that sometimes there's a moment in a racer's life where they're just like, I did everything I could, even like I trained as much as I could, I'm here giving it my all and there's literally nothing else I can nope. do. would never buy into that. I still, I don't think I prepared enough. 
But later on that year, I would hope that you had new feelings about not being able to go on. Yes. Yeah. Review the tape. You're a dick. You're a dick. <laughs> so that, that was AC, and that was one of the things that was new for this year. As far as, like, feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Just wanting to prepare more. And then I had Nitro Gain mixed in there, which... Ooh. I did, I, you didn't get to do it with me. Do you no. remember what you were doing? Yeah, my husband's grandparents died. Oh, oh yeah, because it was a last minute you weren't yeah. able to go. Yeah. So I did Nitro Gain, which was uh, our favorite ever nighttime orienteering event. So good. Was super stoked about having done the thing by myself, tried really hard, had some learning moments, mm. and lost my punch at the end and was heartbroken. Like, I, I was trying That's to be terrible. a good sport and just felt like, that sucks. It Do an really eight-hour night race and then lose your punch. And I was trying. It was not like, it wasn't like, I'm going to take this opportunity to learn. It was like, I'm going to try and do this more, better, whatever mm -hmm, than mm -hmm. before. And just, yeah. Whoops. I felt like, what a waste. That hurts. But we have our calendars blocked to do that event for 2019 because they have the date already because it's just my favorite. We had oh, so I love much it. fun. I love, and I mean, I wouldn't have missed it for not having extenuating circumstances. I would not have missed it. So, but yeah. So I'll nitro next year. was mixed in there in the summer. So we had a we had a pretty good summer, and then we started to get as it happens every year, gear shift for the Barkley Fall Classic race face because that's essentially. Uh, Oh, and I, I forgot a, a piece that was mixed in there um, because of thinking about, like, you know, we kind of race as a group. Like, you, and I'm sure all of you all out there experience this, too. Like, as your friends are ramping up for their key events, those are, like, your events, too, because you're pacing or crewing mm -hmm. or just providing mm -hmm. emotional support or mm -hmm. going on training runs with them. And that it usually ends up being three whole days of your life, and you go to work on yes. Tuesday, like, what the fuck just happened yeah. to me? And so it happened things, to you, too. Yes, one of the things that... I underestimate each time, even though I shouldn't, is when I go crew somebody, I crew people like I run ultras, which is all in, Hard. like, I'm going to Relentless. drive you there, I'm Relentless. going to do everything you need, I'm going to drive you home, like, I, there's a switch that gets flipped that's like, go mode, go mode, go mode. I've said flip that switch like four times, so that's I don't okay. know how many switches I have. Well, there's only two glasses of Moscato left. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, went to... Uh, Hennepin 100 for our, our dear friend Morgan Green doing her 100 miler. The race of a lifetime. The race of a lifetime. So she had done Cloud Splitter last year as her first 100 and ran. In 3640-ish? Which is a hell of a long time. What, but also put her in third female. Yes. So a hell of a long time because the course was very difficult. So the idea for Hennepin was to go and do a faster 100. And a faster 100 she did. And I was privileged enough to pace her for 30 miles of it, 36 miles of it. Um, and that was a big, that was a big confidence boost for me because it was way faster than I had been doing, like 11 minute pace. Oh. Like, <laughs> so got to pace her for a long time at Hennepin and she went on to run a 2140, which just makes my head explode because yeah. that's so fast it is like the races that i've done sub 2400 
I feel like I'm a rocket you ship. You are a rocket ship. <laughs> so 2140 is like not real math. It's really amazing. Yeah. I'm glad that she finally got to put it all out there. Yeah. So kudos to her because it's funny. You always think that if a race, if there's, if you're like comfortable with climbing, you think like, oh, it's so easy to run flat. It's not. Like, oh, it was no. so painful. No. Like, it's bone grindy and there, awful. There is no easy hundred. It's either hard because it's lots of climbing, or it's hard because it's flat, or it's hard because it's at altitude, or it's hard because it's cold. Or it can it's be hot. faster, but it can still hurt. There's as like much. no good conditions to do a hundred. What we do is dumb. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's why I'm never going to do it again. <laughs> uh. Uh, so, got to pace Morgan and. Uh, but wait, that was after BFC. Girl, you messed up my timeline. I did. Yeah, I did. I can't. I went so I went to the center for kids who can't read good. Uh yeah, BFC. BFC. Yeah. I went into the I went into the darkness cave of training, which was really fun for some reason. Yeah. I Sometimes ran, it's tasty. Yeah, I ran a lot of really hard neighborhood hot runs that were like I looked at some of them today just for fun and Garmin they're labeled like hot horrible muggy nastiness or like this is the fucking worst day ever but for all the blood I spilled in my shitty shitty neighborhood which is bad for running I was ready to I think you even had a couple training and speed workouts that you even after BFC you were like those runs were still harder than BFC oh absolutely yes I did some I had one training run that Sandman happened to be there for at the YMCA where she showed up and I had to do like 12 minutes max incline running and then a rest and then do that three more times. And I'm like, you know, the light starts to fade from your eyes and your fingers get sparkly and tingly. Yeah. You go to the white light. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she thought I was fine. I don't know how. I was, like, spraying liquid from every part of my body. (laughs) (laughs) Ow! Um, And uh, that was definitely harder than BFC. BFC was just a day for me that, like, I can look back on as, like, you train hard so that there's ease in the race. I had a great deal of ease in my race. I had probably half an hour what I thought I had cooked my brain. I'd gone too fast. I thought I was going to puke. And then the last half of that race was just like, I, I was born to do this. You were peaking. I was peaking. You had a great race. I did. It was fucking real. And like PR your BFC time, which granted every year is the course is different. So Mm -hmm. it's really hard to do Mm -hmm. apples to apples, but you ran an hour faster. Over an hour. Over an hour faster than you've ever run that race. I know it's awesome. It's so good. Uh, I had uh, a different experience at BFC, but still good. Where it was like you know to have finished. I didn't get to run BFC in 2017 because of injuries. So like just to be a BFC and get the 50k done, it felt it felt really good. I I I thought it was quite amazing, because you had so many injuries and so much fuck fucked upness that. (laughs) it was it was amazing mm-hmm. it was amazing so I felt really good about finishing it and like just 
there's not very many people. I mean, you're in the four timers club, even though you look like you're wearing the SNL five time five timers jacket. <laughs> Lauren's wearing like a red velvet jacket. Shut so. up! Don't tell anyone. It's great. Everybody, it's my, should, everybody should know what it looks like. It's my holiday jacket. Um. So Lauren's now finished BFC four times, which there's how many people that have done that? I don't remember. I can't tell you. Less than seven. And I think there's. I'm just gonna say that there's less than six. 30 people have done it three times. Oh, yeah. Um, so those numbers keep getting smaller every year. So it's like, you know, even if I, quote, unquote, just scrape by and finish the 50K, it's still my third time doing this. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And we're both in BFC for 2019. <laughs> and I still haven't thought about what my strategy is going to be, like, for BFC this year. Like, maybe... I have. I mean, are you going to go, like, for blood? I'm I'm going to do what I always do, which is I'm going to start very reasonably slow, and then I'll turn up. Well, I mean, I guess for goals, like, are you going to, like, try and PR your time, or... It's very hard to gauge what I want, because I really wanted top 10, but beat my time by an hour and still didn't make top 10. Right. So, goals are kind of not... You can't make them there. Yeah. You just... My goal has to be... I know that I did what I came to do. I guess I think when I think of like goals for BFC, I'm thinking about either my goal is to just like just finish the 50k or to be competitive in doing so. I, I absolutely I absolutely want to be competitive. Cool. Yeah, but the problem is I had a whole year of base of like hard training for 024 and then a valley and then another peak. So I had the perfect setup for the entire year. And I won't be doing that this year because I'm not going to do a hard training season in the spring. I mean. I'm just not. You just said that, but do you remember what's, we'll talk about 2019 in a minute. I'm going to do everything for fun. You're signed up for Ohio Backyard, man. Yeah, and I'm going to do my best. I'm just saying that's kind of like a hard spring effort. I don't know. Anyways. Mm. That was so. That was BFC. That was our fall. That's like what kicks off the fall races, um, and then Lauren switched gears to train for Tunnel Hill, and I switched gears to train for Bigs, and we both went all out in our training and both failed miserably. It was sad, and I hate it. <laughs> I can laugh now because we've already had our like emotional purging, but yeah. Sometimes your best. Isn't enough. <laughs> yeah. To quote uh, Alex Honnold. Nope. Lost it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's what they said at one point. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Tunnel Hill was rough. Oh, you already know about that. I and that's the way the, the year finished for you, which that's also, that's also a weird thing. It's kind of like... You'd say that. If I hadn't raced three 5Ks. Yeah, I, I know, but they're like different buckets. They are, but I still left, like, basically in my birthday suit with streamers and fucking sparklers in my hands. I if know. that's the end of my year, I was just like, eh. I know, but it's like, it's like still that, like. You say it is. Scary thing over in the corner. That's because I'm never going back to it again. Right. I, I don't gonna, care, though, and you do. I was just going to say, I feel like it's the difference between doing. 
uh, not your mama's and having a really low spot like during the race in a normal place at like 70 miles versus doing Burning River and having your low spot at the end of the race, mm. which makes everything feel that much more traumatic. Yeah. So like your uh, ultra resume for this year ended with a low spot. I don't care what you say about me. I th- <laughs> Uh, I'm not saying anything bad. I'm not even saying, like, you gotta get back to the long stuff. I'm just saying, I think when it's, like... Why are you telling me to be depressed right now? I'm not! I'm not! So we'll talk about bigs. We'll talk about bigs. Let's talk about bigs. Because otherwise, my voice will keep getting higher! (laughs) So we'll talk about bigs. Bigs, I, uh, trained a lot for and really wanted to do something magnificent and ended up doing only 100 miles, which you can laugh at me for saying that. But when, like, everyone there does 100 miles, it really makes it feel like... When the winners do 300 miles, it makes you feel like a little bit of a turd. Yes. It's like going to a 5K and doing 2K. Yeah. Being like, yay, Yay! you did it, 2K. No. No, No, you don't do that. No medal for you. No. No medal for me. So, and then I, I didn't get into bigs this next year. That sucks. Which, that's that's really hard, too. So, Laz curates the people who gets, get into bigs now. And I'm on the wait list, albeit pretty far down. It just is like, man, it's just like a, it's like a double I care double for you because you care, but I cannot bring myself to care about bigs because I, in some weird pocket, and I'll only say this because I've had two glasses of wine, I think it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so you say that. So now we can try. Well, I, I feel like we need to do some kind of like something to sum up 2018. So let's say uh, you recap your 2018 in two sentences. The partying was great. The racing was terrible. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, I'm going to say... Nope. You're going to have to think faster because everybody's, they're paying for this. Obviously, this is... The adventure was diverse. Uh Uh-huh. The darkness was was dark. (laughs) Oh, epic. Okay. Uh, I was was trying to think, like, could I say the highs were high and the lows were low? Yeah. the highs were not that... I mean, the it highs the were high. the best of times. It was the worst like, of times. Uh, you know what I mean? The highs were pretty good. And the, and the lows, lows were horrible. really low. They were soul-crushingly bleak. I had... I, I would say I had a really good high and a really low low. Yeah. Yeah. See. Yeah. I don't feel like I got a high high this year. It's okay. You got one coming. <laughs> yeah. 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 You have yeah. one coming. So, 2019... So stuff coming up in 2019, we don't have full race calendars. No, not at all. Which but we're not I, done filling them. No. And Dance I, card is still half oh, empty. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but the things we do have are fun things. So BFC is just like, it's just a staple in our sure. in our schedule. And I'm sure. sure we will both do it every year until someone dies. Yeah. I didn't, not just me or you, someone. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy New Year. I hope you don't die. So BFC next September. Uh, and then uh, you're, you're signed up for Hennepin because it was like $18 or something. I'm signed up for Hennepin because Morgan texted me. Because if- Lauren is the most suggestible athlete. So if you're listening to this, 
just comment on our Instagram or Facebook page of a race you'd like Lauren to do, and she will do it. I will. I will do it. I will. You don't even have to be all that unless, convincing. Unless it's a 100-miler. That's my only caveat. That's right. literally my only caveat. If... Okay, yeah. 200's also included in that don't be a ding-dong, listeners. I don't know. I, th- I feel like a 200 could be a different bucket. No, 100's or 200's. You said... Okay. The, the but you said... Okay, so you're signed up for a Hennepin... 50. 50. What's the swag for the Hennepin 50? Yes, these are things that are important. I don't know. I really hope it's a flannel shirt again. I really hope it's Ooh. a flannel shirt. Hennepin uh, swag was just so juicy and choice. And sometimes, you know, you start doing ultras and running. I shouldn't say ultras. You start doing running races. Some, uh, At least for me, the shirts and stuff are really fucking fun for a long time. Oh, yeah. And then that kind of goes away for a little bit. And... We've now entered into this phase of going back into that where we're like, oh, look at that shirt. That seems fun. When people do cotton again, like, if you're a race director and you're listening to this, I really hope you are, people don't want technical shirts anymore. No, we want that cotton poly blend. Mm. I also don't want that boxy-ass Hanes shit. No, we don't want no boxy-ass Hanes shit. We don't want no long-sleeve technical gear. We also don't want the entire front of that shirt screen printed. If I wanted Less... a rubber shirt, I would buy a rubber shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Less screen printing. More cotton. Next year, BFC for me, Hennepin for me. And the thing that I am most excited about, I mean, legitimately, this might be the thing that I end up being most excited yeah, for Yeah, that's because you're going to do really well, and I'm excited no, for you. No, because I'll be with my friends. Wait, you said friends. Who else? Oh, I didn't tell you. Troy's in. (gasps) No way. We haven't named the race, you idiot. Okay, so we're doing Ohio Backyard, which is based on the premise of Biggs, which is the 4.11666 miles every hour, 12 hours on trail, 12 hours on road, repeating until the last man standing. Last person standing, which if you'll notice on Ohio I did notice. Yes. Because he's not a... to you, Michael Owen. Thank you, Michael Michael Owen, for not being a... Nope. I will leave this in a positive uh-huh. light. So, uh, Ohio Backyard is one of the, I want to say, seven races that are being considered, like, I'll say, quote-unquote, golden ticket. Well, no, it's not a golden ticket race for Biggs. The two, I think it's two people out of the seven it's just last man standing winners seated. will get an, enter, yeah. an entry into Biggs. Mm-hmm. So, if you happen to win Ohio Backyard and you happen to be one of the people that goes the farthest out of the other last man standing races, you get to then do it all over again. What a horrible gift to yourself. But Ohio Backyard is going to be in, uh, oh, I forget which town it is, but it's a Southeast Ohio race. Uh, it's not in Athens. I was trying to think of what city it is, but, um, but Lauren is running it and I'm running it and which means we get to dick around together for a really long time until you start not having a fun time. Dicking around at 1424 is, is still not really dicking around. It is. Is it? Yeah. I mean, and it's good, like. Getting into the habit and practice of talking while you're running oh. to keep it chill, I think, is very important. Okay. Like, that to me is a key strategy, is being very comfortable with coming in just under the hour mark. I would say my selling point for doing this race is are a few things. I can't believe you said that. Yeah. One is, it's Michael Owen. I adore him. Two is, it's a local race, and it's going to be small by nature. And three is, uh, the swag is 
a t-shirt that quote nobody wants or nobody <laughs> wants to wear so I'm I really which means it has to mean it's the best t-shirt in the whole world oh no they're gonna be all extra extra large Hanes white t-shirts oh no and it even said it's probably going to be white isn't that what it said yeah uh yeah I, I'm doing it because it sounds like fun and we we deeply deeply miss not your mama's 100. Yeah, this like, is a, that's a hole in our hearts. However, Rob Carroll is bringing back a Not Your Mama's. At Hargis Lake. Well, that sounds painful. So, so part of the appeal of Ohio Backyard is that it would have some of that, no pun intended, backyard feeling of like, right. hey, you know, you care about this race however much you want to care about this race. And like... Some of the volunteer spots are like Chili Maker. Yeah. Like weenie Isn't Brewster. it capped at 85? 75. <gasps> Tiny and fun. Yeah. Which means that the... How many get to do uh, Laz's race? 75. Oh. So it's the same number of people. Okay. Um, but it should be so fun. Like, it's the first year, but with an experienced race director. I think Michael Owen is also running it. So, like He is? Uh-huh. Oh. Um, so, and it... It should be fun for so many reasons. Like, whether you go out and you run 20 miles, it would be fun. If you mm-hmm. go out and you win the whole fucking thing, it's going to mm-hmm. be really fun. Yeah. And everything in between. Like, and just the fact that it'll be with friends and, like, you'll be there and, like, our, I'm sure our friends will be there to crew, like, and just to hang out. It's it's going to be a blast. And also just, I'm so stoked. And the fact, Yay. like, so stoked. And the fact that it's in that perfect sweet spot of, like, far enough away to train well for it, but also not so far away that it's like, you know, come October, it's going to be great. I mean, it's March 23rd. Ooh, I have to put down some miles. It's it's going to be awesome. I'm so stoked. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're stoked enough for and both of us. And just remember, I did not make you sign up for this. No, I signed up for it before you to say to you... I'm signing up for this race. I, I, I know I already apologize for this. I'm going to say it again. I'm such a narcissistic asshole. You're not. I literally thought You're not. that the only reason Lauren was bringing up, like, talking about the race was like, oh, I'll come hang out with you while you do this as a serious race. She was actually just saying, like, here's a thing that I think I'm thinking about doing. And because I think we have the same brain, I thought she just knew that I was already, like, pretty no. much registered for no. it no. and so I'm just like talking to myself essentially being like yeah I guess you know if it keeps filling up I'm I better sign up, up. and I was like you better like, sign up wait what I was just, just like wait I'm, ju- I'm talking about what a thing that I'm okay, okay. you signed up <laughs> it's okay it makes up for the other 190 times I have narcissistically been like yeah so this is a story about me yeah yeah remember mm-hmm. that thing I did exactly but yeah, Ohio Backyard, uh, I feel like I want to say, like, T, how many days uh, we have left until then. Because, again, it's not very far. So it's going to be a really fun spring. And also the weather. Oh, the weather will be in my wheelhouse. Oh, 50s? Hopefully it's not raining. That's the real game changer for me. If For me, I'm still okay with the rain as long as it's not too cold and raining. Yeah, that's the hypothermia spot. No one likes that. I'm trying to think of what the... I feel like it's still snowy March 23rd. No, it's not. It's almost April. Well, think about, like, uh, Barkley time frame. Like, when we're, like, watching Big Barkley, what is the weather like here? I feel like it's usually snowy still. I don't know. I think you're wrong. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, Yucky. Yeah, I guess we should look up the weather. 
Oh, yeah. also, other, also. Uh, another reason will be fun is just having lots of local people. So Yes, I agree. I, yeah. It's going to be... It's gonna I'll get jazzed. It's going to be so Now, I, I just need another... I need another month of fart... Well, I need two more weeks of farting about... All my friends who have, like, gone back to see now are like, so you're not going to, like, go back into that weird training hole again, are you? I'm like, I don't think so. But <laughs> if I want to train for bigs, I guess I'm going to have to. I think I might still maintain a healthy party party relationship. I, I feel like there's... I feel like you still have until the end of January before you start to... I know for... I'm speaking... I should speak to my experience, not yours. I feel like by the time I get to, like, the first week of January, I'm like, ugh, I just want vegetables. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. No, I will definitely just want vegetables yeah, by January. I just want vegetables and to train my face off. Like... We'll see. I'm half and half. So that is uh, 2018 in review and what we have coming up for 2019. The last thing we should... I, I shouldn't even say plug... Um, but we have, I'm gonna, just going to be gross, we have a giant hole we'd like to fill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is, yeah. we do not have, like, an epic spring, summer, Yeah, I have to take to say race. summer because of the heat thing. But, like, we need to have, Lauren and I need an, an adventure. An adventure, yeah. And that can be, that Stage encompasses race? a lot of things. A row game? I even feel like we could make an FKT a really rowdy thing that we could do, depending on it being a thing that it's we were It's too lonely. Into. I don't want to do an FKT. I'm sure there's donut shops in the moment. It's the too house. lonely. Anyways. Anyways. It could take in on a lot of different forms. So happy to hear suggestions, whether, again, it's a race or a stage race, an orienteering thing. Um, yeah. We could try our first adventure race. That would be cool. That would be rad. All, there's all kinds of shit we could do. We could even take we could even take something relatively benign like a normal 50K and bike to the start of it. <laughs> like, Ooh, yeah. yeah. We have so all we're open to ideas. We could do. So yeah, so feel free to submit your suggestions. Uh, RDs, orienteering people, you know. Bring it on. Holler at your girls. <laughs> As a final little ribbon on this present, I would like to say... Uh, sup to the Aravipa running group, which I hopped into this past week in Phoenix. You guys were amazing, super fun, super enthusiastic. A shitload of people showed up, and uh, you made me feel very welcome, and I hope to see you guys again soon. And then the last, last gift tag on this okay. is please uh, subscribe, give and us recommendations, give us a review. post a review on podcasts. Um, every little bit helps us be exposed to more people. Yes. So yes. More, more to come for 2019 and what we plan on doing with Barf Barf. But, you know, this continues to be a thing that we do because it's fun. And we mm-hmm. just like including more people in our shenanigans. True. So cheers to more shenanigans in 2019. To more shenanigans. Thanks for joining. <laughs>